Imagine your new bathroom. A sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. Welcome to the New Heights Show on Education. I'm Pamela Clark, founder and director of the New Heights Educational Group. And I'm here with David Smith, the founder of Silicon Valley High School, who has helped us get these podcasts produced and delivered to you. Yes, Pamela, when we saw the great things that you and your army of volunteers were achieving at New Heights, we wanted to get involved. We're happy to work with you to leverage the internet and make quality education accessible and affordable to everyone, everywhere. Thank you, David. We appreciate Silicon Valley High School helping us to get these podcasts out to the hundreds of thousands of listeners from all over the world. So I hope you enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to the New Heights Show on Education. My name is Erica Hansen, and I am your host. Happy New Year, everybody. I hope everybody had fantastic holidays. We are back for the new year, 2021. We made it, guys. So uh, today's topic I would like to speak about is schizophrenia. It occurred to me that I hadn't spoken about a mental illness topic in a while, and I wanted to get back to that. Um, But before we get started, I'd like to remind everybody that this show is um, aired live Thursday at 2 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, This is a call-in show, so if you'd like to talk to me, our phone number is 1646-558-8656. That's the United States number through New York. Um, Year-long distance charges will apply. Also, we do have a chat window on Zoom. If you'd like to meet with me on Zoom during the show, please put your meeting ID in as 465-172-882. If you have um, any questions for me, my address, my email address is Erica H. That's Erica with a K. H is in hearing at newheightseducation.org. And, of course, you can find out what uh, NHEG is up to on the website, newheightseducation.org. So let's get started with our topic today on schizophrenia. So what exactly is schizophrenia? I'm sure people have heard a great deal about it. It's been featured in several media, um, news media and films and that sort of thing. What is it exactly? Um, So schizophrenia is a mental disorder, as I mentioned. It's characterized by delusions, hallucinations, and disordered thinking and speech. So basically, um, disordered thinking and speech means your, your thought processes are chaotic and they don't make sense. And the way a psychiatrist evaluates this is they take a look at your speech. 
Um, are your sentences coherent? Do they make sense? Are you on topic? Do you bounce from topic to topic? Um, do you use words in the correct way? Or is it just pretty much gibberish? You know, that's how they evaluate whether or not your thinking is clear. Um, also, disordered motor actions, which means physical acting out, um, uncommon gestures, things like that. Um, someone with schizophrenia may neglect personal hygiene um, and have trouble making eye contact or speak with a monotone voice. Um, what causes schizophrenia? So researchers are uncertain what exactly causes schizophrenia. Imaging shows marked differences between a healthy brain and the brain of a patient with schizophrenia. It's also noted that sufferers lack critical neurotransmitters such as dopamine and glutamate. Um, additionally, people who suffer from this disease show marked differences in the structure, the actual structure of the brain and the nervous system um, than do healthy people. Just a note, um, I've spoken about dopamine specifically with other uh, mental illnesses such as anxiety, depression. So dopamine and lack of dopamine seems to be a major factor across the board. Um, so before we get into the, re uh, the risk factors for schizophrenia, I am going to stop for a message from NHEG and I will meet you on the other side of the break. Right now, you might be struggling through your classes or even failing them. You might be worried that you may not finish high school. There might have even been a thought that you may not be smart enough. Well, the New Heights Educational Group begs to differ. We not only think you are smart enough, but with our help, you will complete your high school diploma. The New Heights Educational Group strives to improve your academic success through its tutoring services. To learn more, please visit newheightseducation.org and contact us. New Heights Educational Group educational resources to help reach your goals. Welcome back to the New Heights Show on Education. I am your host, Erica Hansen, and today's topic is schizophrenia. So we had gone over um, what is schizophrenia and what we think causes schizophrenia. Again, it's still um, under investigation. It's still being studied by researchers um, but basically what we think is going on is that there is a lack of certain neurotransmitters in the brain as well as differences in the structure of the brain from a healthy person. What are risk factors for schizophrenia? So again, it's not known really what causes schizophrenia, um, but there are several key factors in those who develop the disease. Um, usually a family or genetic history of schizophrenia is present in the family. Um, if a person uses psychotropic or psychoactive drugs during their teen years, schizophrenia is usually diagnosed within when you become an adult, uh, usually the, in the 20s. Um, it can be diagnosed when you're a teenager. It's rare. Um, but again, this is what people are thinking some of the factors are for developing schizophrenia and if you use um, psychotropic substances in your teen years then that is a contributing factor to getting schizophrenia. 
pregnancy and birth complications such as exposure exposure to toxins or viruses that affect the brain development. Again, uh, pregnancy and birth, you are very um, susceptible as a child to viruses and toxins that are in your parents' uh, system, especially. And this could affect the possibility of you getting schizophrenia later in life. Um, again, many, unfortunately, there are individuals out there who are pregnant and they do use um, drugs and alcohol. And as I said, anything that goes into the mother's body also goes into the fetus's body. So it's always a good idea to, you know, halt that activity when you become pregnant um, because it could affect your child's brain development and possibly be a factor in your child developing schizophrenia. What are the complications of schizophrenia? Um, so left untreated, schizophrenia can cause several concurrent conditions. Um, people with schizophrenia often commit suicide. They have suicide attempts and thoughts of suicide, which is called suicide ide suicidal ideation. Um, also, people with schizophrenia have anxiety disorders and obsessive compulsive disorders, OCD. Again, these are all uh, mental illnesses in their own right, but schizophrenia can um, exacerbate these issues or cause these issues concurrently with the main diagnosis of schizophrenia. Um, depression, abuse of alcohol and or drugs, including nicotine. Again, you know, it's uh, substance abuse is a whole other subject on its own, but many people with schizophrenia try to self-medicate with drugs or nicotine or alcohol. Um, inability to work or attend school because of the schizophrenics, unfortunate break with reality. Sometimes they are unable to attend school or work. Um, this leads to, of course, financial problems and homelessness. Um, that's another issue that affects a schizophrenic person. Social isolation. Um, again, this is due to the fact that people with schizophrenia, unfortunately, don't have the social cues that we um, as a society recognize. As I mentioned earlier, people with schizophrenia tend to talk, speak in a monotone, or they will not make eye contact, such as things such as that. Um, they miss social cues quite a lot. Also, uh, people with schizophrenia will often have trouble uh, keeping themselves clean and, and practicing regular hygiene. So that can contribute to social isolation. Other health and medical problems related to, uh, to schizophrenia being victimized. Um, again, unfortunately, there's unscrupulous, unscrupulous people out there who see a person who is ill and will take advantage of them. Um, Unfortunately, you know, this can range from doctors, caregivers, to family members. Um, 
you know, that's, that's why it's important to get a good team behind you um, when you are a patient with schizophrenia um, due to the delusions and hallucinations these, pe these people may suffer, they may not realize what's going on around them. Aggressive behavior, though it's uncommon. I'd like to make a note on this. Often with schizophrenia, when it's portrayed in movies or TV, um, they tend, uh, filmmakers tend to focus on the aggressive side of schizophrenia. Um, why? Because honestly, it makes for good film. It's very exciting to look at, unfortunately. However, aggressive behavior, despite what the media would have you believe, is actually very rare in a schizophrenic person. Um, so, but it is a factor. It can be a factor. So that's why it's actually put in this list. Um, but again, it's uncommon. So before we go into prevention and diagnosis, um, I'd like to take a pause to hear from our sponsor, Silicon Valley High School. This podcast is brought to you by Silicon Valley High School, the world's fastest growing, video-based, self-paced, teacher-supported, fully accredited online school that's recommended by more than 96% of students. Take individual courses at just $95 each or earn your high school diploma at any age. Check us out at svhs.co. Welcome back to the New Heights Show on Education. I am your host, Erica Hansen. In the past two segments, we have been talking about schizophrenia, uh, the mental illness, and we've been exploring the um, topic a little bit. Like I said, it's schizophrenia is very involved. It's very detailed, um, and it can be a complicated disease. So the... Um, information I offer here is by no by no means the entirety of schizophrenia. There's still ongoing research. Um, if you want more information on schizophrenia or how to help a person with schizophrenia, um, I will leave some links in the show notes. But this is just a general overview of the condition. So I is there any, are there any prevention methods for schizophrenia? Basically, not right now. Um, again, research is still ongoing, but basically you can't prevent somebody from getting schizophrenia. Um, at this point, the best, um, the best course of action for treating schizophrenia is to get together with your doctors and a psychiatrist and a psychologist and a team of people uh, to help you treat symptoms. Um, they can significantly reduce symptoms using medication and can prevent relapses. Schizophrenia can go into a remission where people can have, you know, a, a length of time where they are not having schizophrenic episodes um, and that's due largely to keeping up with your medications and anything else your doctor may uh, prescribe to help you with this illness. So, and of course, researchers help that further study of the brain will yield greater understanding of schizophrenia and help us 
be more proactive in treating the disease and hopefully better solutions may present themselves. So how is schizophrenia identified? Um, usually your doctor, your medical doctor can do a physical exam. The reason for this is the physical exam asserts that there are no other uh, physical reasons for your sub. At One Day University, we feature hundreds of top-rated professors from Stanford, Harvard, Michigan, Texas, UCLA, and other schools across the world to explore history, music, politics, art, science, and much more. Every Wednesday, our weekly scholar newsletter includes five fascinating short video clips of our most notable professors discussing a brand new topic, plus special reports and topical debates as well. Sign up for free at OneDayU.com. That's O-N-E-D-A-Y-U.com. Um, they will often run different tests and scans, including an MRI and CT, that uh, those can rule out conditions with similar symptoms to schizophrenia. Again, schizophrenia is considered a brain disorder. A person's brain who ha a person with schizophrenia, their brain looks a little bit different than a healthy person's. But here, here's but that doesn't necessarily mean, even though that's the case, um, it doesn't necessarily mean that a person has schizophrenia if they have an abnormal brain. Um, I have cerebral palsy, and my brain on an MRI does not look like a normal brain. That's because the CP had damaged parts of my brain. Um, but I am not schizophrenic. It. it you know, and a, a doctor will be able to, to see those differences and point them out to you. So at that point, um, you'll have a psychiatric evaluation. And this is where a certified doctor or mental health professional evaluates the patients for symptoms. Uh, this is usually done by observing behaviors asking questions and finding out if the person has a substance abuse problem. Um, again, schizophrenic individuals display um, certain irregular behaviors that can clue a professional into the fact that they do in fact have schizophrenia, um, such as, you know, scrambling their words or having delusions, having, you know, reporting hallucinations, that sort of thing. Um, they also ask the person if they have substance abuse issues. Um, there are certain, excuse me, there are certain substances that can cause or exacerbate hallucinations and delusions as well. So they always ask about that. Um, they use the criteria in the DSM-5 to aid in diagnosis. The DSM-5 is the manual for psychiatrists and psychologists to aid in diagnosis. Um, it used to be the DSM-4, but they have since updated it. It's been updated for a few years now. Um, so that is the provider's go-to book to analyze you know, a patient's symptoms. So that being said, what is the treatment for schizophrenia? So schizophrenia is a 
um, disorder that requires lifelong treatment. Even if you go into a remission period, you still need to take medication. Um, this is not a situation where you quote unquote get better and go off a of medication. Um, a person is always schizophrenic. They always have that possibility, even though they may be in remission <clears throat> and have periods of lucidity. Um, so usually a schizophrenic patient has a team of people behind them, including a psychiatrist, psychologist, and a social worker, and of course, your medical doctor. And they're often assigned to the patient in order to facilitation, facilitate coordination of care. It does take a lot of specialists um, <clears throat> to help a person who is schizophrenic to manage their life. Um, often schizophrenics have a hard time with daily life skills, um, holding down a job, finding resources, you know, just maintaining basic hygiene, sort of things like that. So, you know, for example, your doctors may bring in a social worker. <clears throat> Excuse me again. It's a bit dry today. They may bring in a social worker to help you access um, programs that you may qualify for, such as Department of Vocational Rehabilitation that helps you find a job. Um, a note on that, um, just because I have stated that schizophrenics have trouble holding down work doesn't mean they can't. Um, they, I was talking about unmedicated individuals, individuals who aren't in treatment yet. Um, they often have trouble um, interacting socially and finding work. However, if a person is schizophrenic and they keep up with the treatment and make sure that they take their medications correctly, then by all means they are able to participate in the workforce. Um, schizophrenia is not a sentence. It's something that needs to be managed just like any other illness, physical or mental or otherwise. So speaking of medication, antipsychotic meds are the primary treatment for schizophrenia. So they target and correct the imbalance of dopamine in the brain. Some comic antipsychotic medications are, and this is just a few, I'm going to go through their brand names rather than their uh, clinical names only because um, some of these medications are difficult to pronounce <laughs> and people may know them better by their brand names in any way. So Abilify, Safras, Rexulti, Clozaril, Latuda, Zyprexa, Invega, Seroquel, Risperdal, and Geodon are some of the common medications prescribed to people with schizophrenia. Um, a, another note is that they are not prescribed only to people with schizophrenia. These medications can also help uh, with various other mental illnesses. So um, if somebody is on Zyprexa, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're schizophrenic. There's a lot of other reasons why 
a, your doctor may decide to put you on these medications, but schizophrenic is schizophrenia is treated by using these medications. Um, of course, treatment requires compliance from the patient um, due to the nature of schizophrenia that may be difficult, especially with severe schizophrenic patients. Um, and also people may be reluctant to take medication just in general because of side effects. So for those people who are consistently non-compliant, which means they don't take their medication regularly, um, there is an injection option. Um, and there are several medications which are injectable. And of those are Abilify, Arrestata, Invega, Trenza, Consta, and uh, Perseris. So there are various ways to um, to manage, like I said, schizophrenia and various medications on the market. Your doctor usually will, um, you know, prescribe several options to you and go through a cycle of to find the best option for you. So what else can be done to treat schizophrenia? I'm going to take a quick break and we'll go come back and we'll wrap up our um, episode on schizophrenia and what can be done to assist a patient with schizophrenia. Hello listeners. If you're enjoying the New Heights show on education and want to support or donate to our organization, please visit www.newheightseducation.org. And while you're there, check out our online store at new-heights-educational-group.myshopify.com. Welcome back to the New Heights Show on Education. Today's topic is schizophrenia. If you've missed parts of this show, please be advised the show will be up on our website soon. So when we left off, I was going to go into other treatments uh, done concurrently with medication for schizophrenics. Um, schizophrenics also would attend individual therapy, talk therapy with a, a therapist, Family therapy also uh, may be involved, especially if you're a caretaker for a schizophrenic person. Um, assistance in a job search through the state's DBR program. I mentioned that earlier. Um, communication and social skills training. Again, due to the abnormalities in a person's brain, um, when they have schizophrenia, they may have a difficult time um, reading social cues and responding appropriately to them. So training may be offered um, in communication um, in order to aid that person in, in you know, traveling through life. Electroconvulsive therapy. This is ECT or also known as shock therapy. Um, a note on this, it is used um, it is used only when several medication um, medications have failed um, or are ineffective for the patient. This is very severe schizophrenia. 
in that case, your your ECT is applied and it's done, um, I believe, usually in a hospital setting. That was the last I'd heard of it. Um, I don't know if that has changed since I was last um, a part of the mental health, uh, you know, worker community. Um, but again, ECT is is really a last result resorts um, and only done if there's just no uh, other effective treatment. Um, the treatments I just meant, mentioned, they are concurrent with medication treatments as well. So if you're going to therapy as a schizophrenic, odds are you are on medication as well. Um, I want to stress and, you know, reinforce that with assistance people with schizophrenia can manage their symptoms and lead full healthy lives. Um, again, media likes to play up the more sensational aspects of schizophrenia. Um, that's not always the case. You know, and people, if they stay, you know, consistent with their medications and therapy, they can live their lives normally. Um, so what about coping and support, especially for people who are caregivers for, you know, individuals with schizophrenia, because it can be a difficult disease to deal with. Um, for the patient, you know, living with schizophrenia can be difficult and daunting. Um, additionally, caregivers of a person with schizophrenia may need extra support to manage the stressors of daily life. Like I said, sometimes people with severe schizophrenia um, have trouble bathing. They have trouble interacting with people. Um, <clears throat> they have trouble managing their, you know, ADLs or activities of daily living. Um, and they need a caregiver, whether it's somebody outside of the home or somebody within the family to assist them. And this can be very draining on the caregiver. Um, you know, it's, it is a task. Caregivers are wonderful and I applaud the work they do. Um, but it can be very stressful and put a strain on uh, the relationship, including the family relationship. Again, if the person is a family member caring for a schizophrenic individual, um, there are state um, support systems in place to help caregivers as well as the schizophrenic patient. Um, I would look out for support groups for caregivers in your state. I have a link to um, NAMI, the National American Mental Mental Illness Association, um, and they can also point you to. Um, you know, several resources and groups um, that you can join if you are, if you are helping a person with schizophrenic disorder. Um, again, in closing, individuals with schizophrenia, they've received a negative stigma due to misleading portrayals in media and films. Acting out violently is rare. Um, and again, if they stick with their treatment plans, um, individuals with schizophrenia are capable of living full lives. They can go into remission as long as their symptoms are managed. So I hope you enjoyed this episode on schizophrenia. I was glad to get back to a um, 
mental disorder. I hadn't done one in quite a while. Um, if you have any questions for me, again, or topics you'd like me to cover, please reach me at erikah at newheightseducation.org. Otherwise, happy January, happy new year, and I'll see you next week. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Don't forget to rate us and follow us on your podcast player. Check out our show page, radio.newheightseducation.org, for monthly announcements and other happenings. Curiosity Street. Louis B. Mayer, Jack Warner, William Fox. Hollywood was the city of dreams, but the beginnings were a nightmare. You will never work in this town again! It's Titans, the rise of Hollywood. And Merapi, one of the world's most active volcanoes. Can we better predict its next deadly eruption? A new expedition hunts for life-saving answers on exploring the volcano. Watch now on Curiosity Stream. Annual plans are $20, just $1.67 a month. Visit CuriosityStream.com.